On today's Kids Corner, the gang puts on a play that you won't soon forget. His blasphemy has gone too far! The law is clear. He must be taken out and be stoned! Throw him into the stone pit! Stone the prisoner! Stone him! Stay tuned. It's time for Kids Corner. Hi, Liz. 30 minutes of adventure. Well, it's only the coolest and most popular club in school. With Liz, Lucille, Skink, Spike, Scooter, Grandpa Noli, and all their friends. It isn't Liz and Lucille. So get set for lifetime adventures. Oh, I can't believe this. On Kids Corner. That is one strange lizard. The First Church of Turin is in the middle of its yearly missions emphasis program, and on this particular Sunday evening, the congregation is in for a special treat. It seems Grandpa Anoli's church school class is putting on a show about missions, written and performed by, you guessed it, Liz and the gang. Oh, there's Grandpa now, so I guess they're about to get started. Let's listen in. Uh, Good evening, everyone, and uh, welcome. On behalf of my church school class, I'd like to thank the pastor and the elders for letting us put on our little show here. As you all know, we've been studying missions, specifically the second missionary journey of Paul. And that inspired our kids to think about a unique way to show you all what they've been learning. Uh, they've been working real hard and hope you We interrupt this service to bring you the following special news report. We now take you to Bible news anchor Lizarardo Quintus Lacerta. Dateline circa 50 AD, the city of Philippi in the district of Macedonia. This Roman city has erupted into a near riot, apparently brought on by two outside agitators. We take you now to Bible news correspondent Lucille Monitor, who is on the scene. Lucille, what can you tell us? Well, it's pandemonium here, Liz, as you can hear. The details are sketchy, but here's what we know so far. Apparently, a few days ago, two men entered Philippi and began lecturing in the public square. And then this morning, one of the men allegedly attacked a local woman who'd been speaking about them. And according to some witnesses was actually supporting the men. Uh, Excuse me, Lucille. Let me make sure this is clear. Did you say that she was supporting the men who attacked her? That's correct, Liz. Why would they do such a thing? Well, as I said, the details are sketchy, but I'm trying to get more information. When I have it, I'll bring it to you. Thank you, Lucille Monitor. While Lucille is gathering more information, let's turn to our resident expert on ancient Rome, Cammy Leon. Uh, Cammy, what about this disturbance? Were riots of this nature common in the ancient Roman world? Well, Liz, unfortunately, riots have occurred in every society throughout history, and ancient Rome especially was no exception. Uh, why especially ancient Rome? Riots flare up when people feel oppressed. And ancient Rome was certainly one of the most oppressive societies the world has ever known. Rome expected undivided loyalty, and even some of the most ignoble crimes were punishable by imprisonment or worse. So you believe that this is a revolt against Roman authority in this region? Perhaps. What makes this situation unique is that this riot was brought about by the action of these two men. Hmm, interesting. Well, thank you, Cammy. We'll check back with you later. Right now, we want to go back to Philippi and Lucille Monitor. Uh, Lucille, are you there? Yes, Liz. 
Things have calmed down somewhat, but people are still very angry. Lucille, are you safe? For the moment, yes. I've managed to find someone who knows the identity of the two men who caused the fracas. Let's hear what she has to say. Um, ma'am, what's your name? I am called Lydia from Thyatira. I live here in Philippi. Can you tell us anything about what happened there? No, I do not know what happened. But you do know the men that caused it. I do not know that they caused it. Only that the men of the city say they caused it. And the Romans believe them. How do you know these men? They are guests in my home. Oh, how did you meet them? I met them on the Sabbath at the river, the place of prayer for those who worship the one true God. They sat down and began to speak to us. Well, what did they say? Oh, they told us of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and how he died and rose again from the grave so that those who follow him might live forever. And you believe them? Oh, yes. God opened my heart to respond to their message. Respond how? I became a follower of Jesus, and I was baptized along with all of the people who live in my household. I see. Um, what else could you tell us about these men? They are wonderful men. I am learning so much from them about God and my Jesus. But I am very worried about them. I must go and I must try to find them. Uh, just one more question, ma'am. Yes? These men, what are their names? Their names are Silas and Paul. Thank you so much, Lydia. Well, there you have it, Liz. The men behind all of the trouble here are called Silas and Paul. Thank you, Lucille. What an interesting development. But just who are Silas and Paul? Who was the girl they attacked and why did they attack her? And why did that cause a riot? For the answer to these and many other questions, stay tuned. Bible News will return in a moment. Welcome back to Bible News. If you're just joining us, our microphones are covering a disturbance in the Roman city of Philippi in the district of Macedonia, circa 50 AD. A disturbance apparently caused by two men named Silas and Paul. But just who are these two guys? Bible News investigative reporter Maury Klumptos is in Philippi and may have an answer for us. Maury, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Liz. You have someone with you who can shed some light on this situation, correct? That's correct, Liz. With me is a historian of sorts. Uh, your name, sir? I am Luke. And you are a doctor, is that correct? Yes. Wow. How, how do you know Paul and Silas? I'm traveling with them. You are? Yes. Like Paul and Silas, I'm also a follower of Jesus, and I'm documenting their travels. Huh. Where have you come from? Our journey began in Jerusalem and has taken us through Troas, Samothrace, and Neapolis to here. Well, what can you tell us about Paul and Silas? Silas is a distinguished member of the Apostolic Church in Jerusalem, which sent them on this mission. And what about Paul? Uh, excuse me, Maury? Uh, yes, Liz? We've come across some information about this man, Paul, that is alarming, to say the least. Perhaps Luke can verify it for us? Uh, uh, sure, go ahead, Liz. Luke, isn't it true that Paul's name used to be Saul and that he originally came from Tarsus? Well, yes, but... Our research staff here at Bible News has uncovered some old news footage of an incident involving this Saul and a man named Stephen. A violent incident in Jerusalem about 20 years ago. Uh, can we roll that tape, please? Okay. 
Stephen, what you are doing is against the law. I respect the law of Moses. The one who is greater than Moses has come. Greater than Moses? You you would place this this Nazarene, this this Jesus above the law of God? He did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. He is the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. Blasphemy! Do you hear his blasphemy? Speaking against Moses and the law? Claiming Jesus is greater than Moses? His blasphemy has gone too far! The law is clear. He must be taken out and be stoned! Throw him into the stone pit! Remove your cloaks! Lay them here at my feet! Stone the prisoner! Stone him! Luke, is what we just heard accurate? Yes. So this man, Paul, has a history of violence and inciting others to violence? Yes, but there's more to the story. I'm sorry, Luke. We'll have to get back to you and Maury later. Uh, Right now, we're going to Lucille Monitor with an update on the current crisis. Uh, Lucille, what do you have for us? I'm at the local magistrate's office where Paul and Silas have been brought to face their accusers. I'm going to try to get closer so we can hear. She wasn't doing them any harm. She was actually supporting them. And they repaid her adoration by attacking her. Quiet. Quiet. All right, Juno, we've heard your story. You strangers, what are your names? I am Silas. And I am Paul. What do you have to say for yourselves? We did not attack her. You did something to her. She is not as she was. Explain, Juno. This girl had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for me by fortune-telling. But now, the spirit that enabled her to do this has left her because of these men. Especially that one. The one called Paul? Yes! He turned on her and shouted at her, and she was changed. Now my hope of making money is gone. I have no livelihood. So you don't care about the girl, just your money? Of course! She is a slave! Without her ability, she is useless to me. Silence! Paul, what do you have to say? Oh, great magistrate. Ever since we arrived in Philippi, this this girl has followed us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. Well, finally, I, I, I became so troubled that I turned to her and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ... I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. You became troubled? Yes, that's Why? Was she telling lies? No, no, she was speaking the truth, but the spirit that caused her to speak was not of God, but of the evil one. How how can you know that? You know nothing of our gods. There is but one God and his son, Jesus Christ, whom we serve. Silence! And you, girl, what is your statement? It is as Paul says, I was possessed of an evil spirit. And now? It, it's gone. I, I'm free. You see? You see the poison these men spread? You are not free, girl. You're still my property. My body may belong to you, Juno, but I am free. Silence. I demand justice. You still have your property, Juno. Justice has been served. Look around you, magistrates. These, these men, 
These Jews are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs and law for, for, for us Romans to accept or practice. What customs? You heard her. She says she is free. A slave declaring herself free? What if all slaves suddenly declared themselves free? The empire would collapse. Rome would be no more. Think carefully, magistrate. Your decision will avert a riot. Or start one. Will you bring the wrath of Rome down on our necks because of these Jews? Silence! Quiet! It is the sentence of this court that these men be stripped and beaten. Jailer! My lord! After they've been beaten, take them to the prison. Put them in the inner cell. Fasten their feet in the stocks and guard them carefully. It shall be done. Come along, you two. Liz? Liz, are you there? Yes, Lucille, we're here. We've heard all of it. The, the jailer is dragging Paul and Silas towards the prison, and, and the crowd is closing in around him. I'm going to go get to the prison before them. Meanwhile, back to you, Liz. Very good, Lucille. Oh, Lucille? Yeah? Take care of yourself. Thanks, I will. Wow, a rather shocking development, to say the least. Uh, we want to bring in our resident ancient Rome expert, Cammy Leon. Uh, Cammy, what's your take on this? This is actually not that unusual a sentence for this time period, Liz. But that was hardly a just verdict. Not to you or I, perhaps, but in ancient Rome, they were actually getting off rather light. You see... Oh, oh I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting, Cammy, but we want to go back to Maury Klumptos. He's standing by with Luke. Uh, Maury, are you there? Yes, Liz. While the trial was going on, Luke has given me more information on the background of Paul. The rest of the story about Paul that I tried to tell you before. You heard Paul say in the trial that he served the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes, yes, I noticed that. It seemed an odd thing for him to say, considering the incident with Stephen, who also claimed to be a follower of Christ. Yes, that's why you must hear the whole story. After the stoning of Stephen, the religious authorities in Jerusalem sent Saul and several temple guards to Damascus to arrest the followers of Jesus who lived there. It was while traveling on the road from Jerusalem to Damascus that Saul underwent the most profound change a person can experience. This is how it happened. How much further to Damascus, Saul? Still a half day's journey. Getting tired? Of course not. I have many friends in Damascus. We can refresh ourselves. Ah! The sun blinding me. It is not the sun. It is a light from heaven. On your knees. Saul. Saul. Do you hear that? A voice calling my name. Voice. I hear no voice. Just the noise. Ah! Saul. Saul. Why are you persecuting me? Who... Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now arise and go into the city. There you will be told what you must do. Gone! The light and the noise are are gone! Saul, are you all right? Do you still hear the noise? No. He too has gone. He? He who? Jesus! What? He, He spoke to me, told me to go into the city. Give me your hand. You will have to lead me there. Lead you? Why? I am blind. <laughs> wow. That was that was remarkable. Luke, you're saying that Saul or Paul actually spoke to Jesus? More importantly, Jesus spoke to Paul. After this, 
Paul was blind for three days, which he spent in prayer. Once he regained his sight, he dedicated his life to telling people all over the world about Jesus. That is why he's on this trip. That is what is at the heart of this incident with the slave girl, why he and Silas are being beaten and imprisoned. It's for the sake of Jesus Christ. Wow. Thank you for that report, Luke and Maury Klumptos. Cammie Leon, what do you think? I think, if the story is true, that Paul had one of the most remarkable behavioral turnarounds in history. Oh, but it wasn't unusual for people who meet Jesus. The Bible tells stories of others whose lives were turned around by meeting him. Uh, People like Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus? Well, yes. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. After he met Jesus, he gave half of all he owned to the poor, and he paid everyone back four times the amount he stole. Well, that is amazing, Liz. Yes. But, um... But what? Shouldn't you be paying attention to the important notice you just received? Um... What important notice? The one that says important notice across the top? Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. Uh, We have just received word that Lucille Monitor is standing by at the Roman prison where Paul and Silas are being held. Uh, Lucille, what's happening? Liz, it's about midnight here and the city has definitely calmed down. I'm in an outer room of the prison. They won't let me go any further inside. I can report that Paul and Silas were indeed beaten and put in the inner cell in stocks and chains. Uh, Lucille, what is that noise in the background? Well, that's a very interesting question, Liz, and I'm not sure you're going to believe the answer. (laughs) I think at this point I'm willing to believe just about anything. Well, that noise you're hearing is Paul and Silas. They're singing hymns and praising God. And the other prisoners are listening to them. It's really quite... Whoa! Lucille, Lucille, what is it? What's happening? It's an earthquake! Lucille? Lucille, can you hear me? Lucille! Um, well, we seem to have lost contact with Lucille Monitor. Uh, Perhaps this would be a good time to take a break while we try and reestablish contact. Uh, Bible News will return in just a moment. We have re-established contact with correspondent Lucille Monitor in first century Philippi. Lucille, are you all right? <coughs> yes, <coughs> Liz. <coughs> we appear to have just experienced a violent earthquake. The, the foundation of the prison has been shaken and the prison doors are all opened. Open? Uh, Lucille, perhaps you'd better leave. This is amazing. It looks as though all the prisoners' chains have just come loose. Loose? Uh, Lucille? Lucille, you really need to get out of there. No, wait. I think I think someone's coming. Yes, it's the jailer. <coughs> oh, no. No! The doors are open. The chains are off. The prisoners must all be gone. My life is over. No, no, don't. Lucille, Lucille, what is it? He, he's drawn his sword. He he wants to kill himself. Don't. Stop. Let me go. Let me die. Stop. Don't. Listen, listen. Jailer, don't harm yourself. Who is it? Who is that? It is Paul and Silas. Put away Silas? your sword. Don't harm yourself. We are all here. All? Mm-hmm. Bring lights. <laughs> 
Quickly! Liz, the guards are coming with lights. They're going deeper into the prison. This is amazing. The jail is destroyed. It's, it's practically non-existent. The prisoners are all free. Their bonds have fallen off completely. And yet... What is it, Lucille? They're all here. Just as Paul said, no one has escaped. All of you stayed? Yes, we're still here. There is no need to harm yourself. After the way we, we treated you? Yes. The beatings? Oh, it's, it's all right, my friend. All right. Sirs, you, you are men of God. Yes. What must I do? What must I do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved. You and your household. Yes. I do believe. Thank you, Lord. And now, you must come to my home. I will feed you. We, we, we will eat. Uh, and you must share this with my, with my family. Share, share with them the good news of Jesus. Yes, yes, my friend, of course. Of course, thank you. The guards are securing the other prisoners, but the jailer is leading Paul and Silas away. Amazing. A man who was willing to kill himself just a few minutes ago is now leaving this jail a new person. Back to you, Liz. Thank you, Lucille. This has truly been a miraculous story. And perhaps the most miraculous part of it is learning that a man who once hunted down Christians to put them in prison and even kill them is now himself willing to go to prison and even die there in order to help people become Christians. I have a feeling this isn't the end of this story, but unfortunately, we've run out of time. Suffice it to say that Paul never missed an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus with anyone and everyone he could, even his jailer. And as we think about missions, that's something we should all remember. Thank you for tuning into this edition of Bible News. For Maury Klemptos, Cami Leon, and Lucille Monitor, I'm Lizardo Lacerda. Goodbye. Liz was right. The story of the Apostle Paul and the Philippian jailer doesn't end here. You can find the rest of this story and all of Paul's adventures as a missionary in the Bible book of Acts. I hope you'll take time to read it soon, and that way you'll remember what Liz said about the Apostle Paul's commitment to telling people about Jesus Christ. We need to use every opportunity to tell people about Jesus anywhere and everywhere we can, whether on the mission field in a different country or right in your own home. The world needs Jesus now more than ever. Be like Paul and share Jesus with everyone you meet.